What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us again for another edition of the Minorities Report. Yo, 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 ho, ho, ho. It's that time of year. And I'm your head minority in charge, Gus. With me, as always, is my biracial consigliere, Jay Shell. What it is, everybody? Yep. So <laughs> it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. I love <laughs> chicken and collard greens. But anyway, mm-hmm. it is the, tis the season, as they say. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead and talk about some stuff today. But before we get into it, man, uh, you said your holiday shopping was almost done on the last episode. You, yeah. Are you able to get it all done? I'm hoping to at least get it all done um, before this fucking week. Christmas Day. Right. Well, okay. So <laughs> when I'm, I'm okay, so I'm gonna focus on my out of town loved ones uh, because you know we I still have to ship those um, those presents out there to them and everything. So that's gonna take a while and everything. Yeah. So at least in the meantime, I'm gonna focus on you know. I'm getting my dad his gift, my sister, uh, my niece. Um, already got like my nephew, as I mentioned, or right. his gift and everything. So at least focus on them for this week. Yeah. So at least I have time to ship them out so I can, can get to them on time um, for Christmas and everything. See, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, discuss this before we get into our topic. Mm-hmm. There are two types of people, I believe. There are people who buy Christmas presents for their close friends and family, people Mm -hmm. in their inner circle. Mm -hmm. Then there's people who buy Christmas presents for their third cousin twice removed because they, you know, they have to send them a Christmas present. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that you, I don't need, I don't think you need to feel that you need to buy fucking people that you don't see all year a fucking Christmas present. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody is not some, not, not you. I'm saying your your father, your sister, that's different Yeah, because they don't live close. Uh But if you got people that like your uncle that you haven't seen, you know, you haven't seen in three years, but you send them a Christmas present every year. Fuck out of here, dude. Let him buy that shit himself. It's also (laughs) the fact that like, do you know what they want? Do you know what they're into? It's like, because you don't see them. So why are you going to buy them something? Right. right. It's also, so why would you want to get them a gift that more than likely that's not going to be like their vibe? Exactly. And everything. I'm I'm all like just to like tap on real quick, yep. I'm all about knowing who you're um who's receiving the gift. Like I'm, I'm all, saying. know know what they like. Stop yep. thinking like I think they'll like this. No, 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 no. <laughs> know what they want, because chances are you're gonna be wrong. No, that's my thing. Like yeah. one of my biggest pet peeves, and I mentioned it on here before, mm-hmm. and you know this. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me what I want for, for as a present. Yeah. Like if you, then you don't know me. You don't know me at all. Yeah. Because if you sit there and go, "Oh, it's your birthday. Oh, what do you want? What what what, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want anything." Yeah. I was like, "I'm a grown ass man. If I want something, I buy it." Mm-hmm. I was like, "If you knew me, you would know what I want." Right. You know, like my girlfriend. I know her. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what she wants. Mm-hmm. She likes. Uh, gifts that you can utilize, like you can use. Mm-hmm. So like for her birthday, I gave her an air fryer, mm-hmm. you know, cause she can use that. I bought her a uh, new Keurig mm-hmm. cause she can use that. So it's something that she can use. She doesn't like tchotchkes. Yeah. So See, like for, for uh, Christmas, mm-hmm. I, I got her a, she's probably not gonna listen to this, but I got her a, a, a knife set. Mm-hmm. And she's she said I've always wanted one of those magnets because every time we watch a show and people in their kitchen have that magnet that's mm-hmm. on the on the wall where they have their knives hanging from, mm-hmm. she's always wanted one of those. So I got her one of those. Yeah. And this is something fun because I always try to get somebody at least something fun. She's always wanted the uh, portrait of Han- Handsome Squidward. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me why. She just wants <laughs> it. So I got her that too. Yeah. So, but um, but I see. But I listened to her. So yeah. I know what she wants. Well, and it's also that okay if you're having trouble like knowing what they want. We live in the in the in the in the era of social media. Use social media, like you know. Um, look at their Facebook. Look yeah. at their Facebook. Yeah, look at like you know, like you know what they post about, like yep. you know, because like everybody posts their fandoms on uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, and everything. 
See, like, and, and, uh, cause like, you know, my niece, like, you know, she's into, um, Tokyo Ghoul, Yu Yu Hakusho, um, um, Hayato Miyazaki films and everything. Uh, so use social media as a way to like, um, as a way to like, you know, give you no. an idea of like what to yeah, get, get them exactly. as a gift and everything. Don't, don't do the guessing game. I'm no. going to, no. <laughs> that's be, how, that's how I ended up with some shit. I'm like, oh, that, wow. Yeah. I'm know. saying like, that's how, that's why a lot of regifting happens and everything. Yeah. When I used to do that, I used to pretend to be offended. Mm. Like, uh, my, <laughs> my ex-wife, the first one, mm. uh, she gave me cologne one year. Mm. I'm like, are you saying I stink? Right, <laughs> throw people off. They're like, "No, yeah. I'm not saying that." Right. Like, no, you saying I stink. Right. Hey, he, here's something that you can smell better. Right. Hey, wear this when I'm around because I can't stand the way you smell. Right. <laughs> and it, and it's also people like nor, people should normalize saying like, "Hey, thank you for the gift, but this isn't what I'm into. This isn't me and everything." It's okay to say. I don't like this gift. You don't have to be vindictive about it. You no. don't have to be a dick about yeah, it. Yeah, some people are the most like, oh, wow, thanks. This is great. Yeah, just I like, it. I mean, like, because, like, here's the thing, like, because if you're, if you're faking sincerity and everything, right. then they're going to give you more gifts that you're not going to like. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, for example, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, my dad. So, uh -huh. I thought he was a University of Alabama fan, like Roll Tide. Uh-huh. Because he's from Alabama and everything. Right. I remember him and my cousin would talk about like the game and everything. And so I got him some roll tight gear. Mm -hmm. And he messaged me and said, hey, Jay, I appreciate, you know, the gifts and everything. But I'm actually a Auburn Tigers fan. Your cousin Juan is the roll tight fan. Right. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you for letting me know. And he said, like, is it okay if I give the roll tight gear to your cousin. It's like, yeah, go right ahead and I'll get you some. And, you, and he was like, good, because I already did. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. But I was like, okay, thank you for letting me know. Right. Now I know what to get you. You're in Auburn. Exactly. So I immediately went on that same site because they were having a sale and got him some Auburn gear. And uh, just recently he said, like, I'm, uh, I have enough Auburn and Raiders gear. So if you can give me, like, some Golden State, Steph Curry type of stuff, cool. I was yep. like, awesome. Communication, you know what I'm saying? Like, ask, you know... If, um, you know, just, just be upfront about like gift giving. Everything. Exactly. Yeah. Dude. Um, well, the thing is, like you said, if you pay mine, like, I know you didn't know who your father roots for because it's probably mm. not something that you, uh, you ever really talked to him about. Right. Well, I'm not, a, I'm not a sports guy and everything, but I, um, I am like, um, very observant of what he likes and everything right. and, and whatnot. Um, so just like, you know, just like, you know you know pay attention to what your loved ones talk about exactly. like you know pay attention to their social media and everything yeah but you're right when you say that social media is a big help in mm -hmm. that um because the fact of the matter ah it's a fact of the matter mm -hmm. no it, it's what people like you know mm -hmm. and if you if you pay attention to them mm -hmm. and you listen to the things or even the songs they like the mm -hmm. music they like mm -hmm. you eventually will figure out okay yeah that mean that's something yeah. I, I, sh I should get them. Yeah. And also, we should normalize, like, making Christmas lists regardless of age. Right. You know, Christmas lists have always been seen as a kid thing. But honestly, I mean, for the most part, it is. But go ahead. It really isn't. Because here's the thing. We still have lists in some form or the other. Like, Amazon wish list. That's a Christmas list right there. Um, and also, it's like a great, it's honestly, it's a great resource for folks who are having trouble what to get their, uh, their friends and family and everything. Yeah. Like, so if somebody gives you a Christmas list, it doesn't matter if they're 21, 35, doesn't matter. They're helping you out. Like, yeah. you know, because that way that takes out the guessing game of like, you know, what to get them and everything. That's less pressure on you. Yeah. Honestly. No, exactly. And, yeah. and my thing is that when people ask me, well, what do you want? for the Christmas or what do you want for your birthday? It's like, 
I don't know. I don't. But they put I, you on that spot. Yeah. And, and it's, that, it's yeah. like, I usually don't like, here's my thing. And I've done it pretty much since I've been an adult. Uh, I've always worked to make my own money. Mm-hmm. So when I want something, I just go fucking buy it. You see, and that's, and that's always <laughs> been like the tough part with like some um, family family and friends yeah. and everything. It's because like my dad can buy whatever he wants and everything. So that, yeah. that's kind of tough to like what to get him. Right. But then again, that means you could keep it simple. You know, that's like when yeah. I first started, um, I, I, we when I first started doing some community work and I first started wearing the Captain America outfit. Mm-hmm. I started getting... Uh, Captain America memorabilia or uh, mm-hmm. or collectibles as presents, mm-hmm. but then it got to the point where I started buying some too, and they got to the point where it's like if if you buy me something, it's Captain America, I'm, I, I probably got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you might want to ask me first. And it's also <laughs> the fact that you know being a cosplayer and everything, a yeah. lot of the stuff that we want, um, you can only mm. get it online, and it's expensive as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Like yeah. I remember times where people were like, "Oh, can you lend me one of your costumes for Halloween?" I said, "No, what the fuck's wrong with you?" I said, right. my, my cheapest costume costs two hundred fifty dollars. If, if that, yeah. no, that's my cheapest one. Yeah. It's like I'm not lending it to you. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Hey, let me your wife. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know some motherfuckers would. Anyway, yeah. uh, my thing is that yeah, gift giving is difficult because of mm. the fact that if you don't know the person well, you're gonna give them something they don't like. Yeah, you know. But if you pay attention to them, you are gonna get something. They may not like be over the moon about it but it's mm. something they're going to appreciate because you thought about them right you know that's why my girlfriend at first when we first started uh dating she did ask me but she knew that you know i was into collectibles and all that so she kind of gauged it on that uh but now she knows not she doesn't even have to ask me mm-hmm. um it, when that'd be like it, a, an example of it is like you mm-hmm. if i gave you i don't know a flannel shirt. You'd be like, fuck you giving me this for? I right. I live in Arizona. <laughs> like, I'm not going to wear this. Right. Well, even if you did, like, you don't go anywhere where you would have to wear a flannel. Right. Like, for example, I got a, a flannel for my daughter's boyfriend because mm. he likes to go up to, to Flagstaff mm. and he goes up camping and shit like that. Mm. So, it, it's something he's going to utilize and wear. Mm. Whereas if I gave you a flannel shirt, he goes, motherfucker, when, when did you ever see me wearing plaid? Right. <laughs> when did you ever see me wearing You don't know me at all. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the way it is. And, and it's just, but you have to pay attention. And, and w- on the other side though, if somebody takes the time mm. uh, out of their day to get you something, don't be a dick. Yeah. I was like, don't be a dick. You can say, hey, you know, I'm not really into this, but that's cool. Thank you for thinking of me. Yeah. But don't be a dick and re-gift it. I fucking hate people who re-gift. Mm-hmm. Fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Oh, that was Is like that in, what, uh, you do? what was it called? In old school. Yeah. When uh, Luke Wilson got Will Ferrell for a wedding gift. I think it was like a uh, like a CD case or something. <laughs> yeah. And Will Ferrell kept trying to re-gift it, but he was so bad at re-gifting, yeah. he actually tried to give it back to Owen Wilson. Yeah. And he says, isn't this the same thing I got you? Yeah. It's, and, like, it's like when you try to re-gift it, something, he goes, motherfucker, this ain't white elephant. Right. <laughs> oh, and later in the movie at the uh, Vince Vaughn's kid's birthday party, yeah. like, hey, let's start with like the gift giving. He gave it to the kid. Yeah, and Vince Vaughn is looking at him like, Shaking his head like, are you yeah. retar- are you stupid? You know, that, and that's the thing when you see people nowadays when they when you can tell when they give you some shit that's like outdated. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, a CD case for my car. Yeah, who the fuck still owns CDs? Or, or Wayne's World a gun rack? <laughs> when did you ever see me with a gun? Let what alone, am I going to do with a gun? Let, rack? let alone multiple guns. Right, and I need a rack. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's something when somebody gets something they like for somebody else. See, and that is that is the most selfish thing to do. Yeah. Like, like I said, like stop. Don't think about what you would like 
for them. Think about what they would like. Didn't for you get them. a Didn't you get a present like that? Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It, like I've got a couple. Of gifts I don't know like if that. you want to share that story. Right, right. Uh, but no. Um, but yeah, like I, I've uh, you know, and I told him like you know I'm grateful and everything, but this isn't that really, ain't my, really thing, my, my my thing. thing you yeah. know, that's like if if somebody knows me, it'd be like somebody giving me a, a Mets jersey. Mm. I was like, did I curse at your mother? Oh, because you're from New York, <laughs> like, right? And, yeah. Oh, you're from New York. I don't give See, a fuck. That's the thing. I'm glad you mentioned that part because um, when my to- when I told my mom like, yeah, dad, um, you know, he doesn't like Roll Tide. He likes Auburn. And she's like, what's the difference? They're both in Alabama. Oh my no. god! No, <laughs> try saying that at a fucking tail at a fucking uh, at a, a tailgate party. He goes, "Here, how about a piece of shit? It's the same as chocolate, right?" <laughs> no, it's was, the same thing. That's no, like, it isn't. No, no, that's like saying going to ASU and saying like, "Hey, University of Arizona and Arizona State University, you guys are like friends, right?" Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like yeah. uh, again, going back to my, uh, but sometimes you know, it's just gonna be like my, going back to my my daughter's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to NAU, yeah. no, no, than Arizona University, mm-hmm. the Lumberjacks. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna get him a Sun Devils shirt. Ooh, <laughs> dope, no, bro, I'm a Sun Devil. They're they're our rivals. They're no, our, I just you wanted don't, to fuck with them. You know, I was about to say like that had to be a gag gift. He's like, that's your favorite, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just funny. It's it, it's not comparable to the Yankees Mets thing because the Yankees and Mets fan will go. At it, yeah. It's like, well, the the one shit that every baseball fan who's not a Yankee fan comes mm-hmm. at you with mm-hmm. is like, well, at least my team doesn't buy their championships. Oh, it's because y'all can't afford it. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> some broke motherfuckers. Yeah. I was like, because if you could, you would. Like that, 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 that cracks me up. Uh, you know, uh, sports is a business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna yeah. buy. Like if you have the money, you'll buy the best player. My my funniest, the funniest thing, and we'll take a break after mm-hmm. this. When you say sports fans, mm-hmm. sports fans are the f- most. Uh, was it uh, eh, fickle? Fickle. Yeah. Because they'll do some dude will be up for free agency. I like say LeBron. Yeah. And be like, oh, he's no loyalty. He signed because they gave him more money. Yeah, motherfucker, that's how you do. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that, if I was an elite athlete and the best in the league, yeah. And some other, some other, uh, some other fucking team told me, hey, we'll give you ten million dollars more than they will. I'm like, yeah. bah. <laughs> that reminds me of this one scene from uh, Eastbound and Down. Uh, Kenny Powers. Oh God, yeah. He's one of the talking heads on like. I this, got into like, watching that show recently. Yeah, he's a he's a talk, he's one of the talking heads on like this like um sports center type right. of like discussion group and everything, and he's been going at it with this one like um former football player. He's supposed to be like a Deion Sanders. type. Okay. And so, and the the host is like, all right, so our first topic, so and so Lamont Jackson or whatever, mm-hmm. um, has been uh, traded to uh, this uh, team and everything and whatnot for like, you know, eight point billion dollars and everything. Full good move or full move? The um, the Deion Sanders type is like, full move. We're talking about loyalty, man. I am loyal to like my team and everything, blah, 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 and whatnot. And um, Kenny Powers is like, well, if you're so loyal, how, why won't you play for free, dog? <laughs> and, and he says, hey, listen, this guy got an opportunity to get paid, and he took it. You can't blame him for that. Oh, pay no, to dude. get played. Yep. I mean, pay, uh, pay, pay to, to get paid. Yeah, that's like uh, <laughs> recently in the WWE, CM Punk returned. Yeah. And uh, mm. he after a promo, he looked in the camera and goes, I'm not here to make friends. I'm yeah. here to make money. And that's what I'm you do. Saying, dude. That's what if you I, do. If I was one of the best in the world at what I did, mm-hmm. bro, I'm going where the money is. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, maybe when I get older and I've made my money, and to try to win a championship like LeBron did when mm-hmm. he left Cleveland to try to go find to yeah. win a championship. Once he did, he was like, all right, I'll go back to Cleveland now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And that's what it's about, dude. Mm. Fuck that. But anyway, let's go take a quick break and we'll be right back. Everyone deserves part of the American dream. But how do you get your part of the pie? We're the Economic Recovery Group. We'll show you how to get what you deserve as an American by claiming disability, unionizing and goofing off, or how to become a Native American tribe and open a casino in your garage or basement. It's the government's job to bail you out and give you the lifestyle you deserve. You shouldn't have to pay taxes. Someone else else should the economic recovery group call today and we'll help your government help you and we're back thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us so we're talking about christmas Mm -hmm. ho 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 (laughs) uh that's not meant something different in my neighborhood and they're talking about of uh people of Loose uh, morals. Loose morals. <laughs> Sexual, like, promiscuity. Ooh, promiscuity. <laughs> oh, big words. <laughs> I learned it. <laughs> uh, them old-timey words. Right. He goes, oh, she's a... Uh, rapscallion. She's a rapscallion. She's yep. a, a roustabout. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's a, a like a circle in a street? She's Roundabout. A, she's a Jezebel. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, a, that's always what cracked me up is Jezebel. Jezebel. <laughs> I guess because it reminds me of uh, JR from yeah. uh, WWE. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Jezebel! You know what's funny? I mm. bet you nobody names their kid that anymore, though. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Oh, that wouldn't be. Yeah. Really. But anyway, what I wanted to talk about, dude, is some of our favorite Christmas shit. Mm-hmm. Some of our favorite Christmas stuff. Yep. So I wanted to start off with talking about Christmas songs, because there is a thing. This has happened in the recent years, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a song that comes out every Christmas again mm-hmm. that is making this woman more money than I think. Mariah Carey. Yeah. Uh, Was it uh, All I Want for Christmas? All I Want for Christmas is You, yeah. Dude, that movie, that that song just blew up. uh, And it was was off of a Christmas album she did, but now every year. Yeah. It got so much so that there's a something in pop culture Mm -hmm. or in the... uh, in the in the age we live in, where it's like, yeah. did you get Mariah? Yeah, oh, yeah. We're talking about the cha- the music, the song challenges. Because yeah. there's, did you get Mariah? And there's Whamageddon. Wham. See, no, it's oh. not Whamageddon. It's Whamageddon. <laughs> Come on, did Deadpool teach you nothing? <laughs> Apparently, to beat a dead horse. <laughs> but no, like, uh, you know what's amazing about this song? This song is nearly thirty years old. Um, we're talking about like, um, oh, I went for Christmas is you and everything. Yeah, it was off of the. There was a album called The Very Special Christmas. It was uh, a charity. Album, I know. I, I, know. I think it, it oh, no, was just no, called, it was just called Merry Christmas. Album. Yeah. Yeah. Right, was, right. It was called Merry Christmas, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but it was, but it was yeah, like for charity. Um, that I'm not sure about, but like, um, I think so. But go ahead. But yeah, but yeah. So last year it became a number one hit. Thirty, nearly thirty years after its inception. Wow. Like that is that is the power of Christmas, my dude. And you know what I think actually kickstarted the appeal for that song because when that song came out, it was just another Christmas song. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it was like, okay, cool. It's a nice Christmas song. She's frolicking in the snow. I think she's banging Santa because that's what the video looked like. <laughs> it looked like Santa was smashing I Mariah Carey. I saw mommy doing Santa. Santa. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but, but no, but like, I think it was the movie Love Actually. Like, Love Actually is now a new Christmas classic. Yeah, it is. And so one of the, um, that move, that song was played a lot during the trailers, but it was played during a pivotal moment in the movie where Liam Neeson's son right. um, was um, had a crush on this one girl who mm-hmm. was a singer. And so he, ch- um, he decided to like, how do you, how do you uh, get women? Become a musician. <laughs> it's like uh it's true yeah well no, eddie murphy taught us that back in the 80s well, well what you, you gotta do is sing well you know what's funny is that um in the movie uh-huh. liam because ne- like um 
the boy, he says to Liam Neeson, like, I'm in love with this girl and everything. She doesn't know who I am and everything. And so he's trying to find out ways to, like, talk to her. Right. And then he's like, I'll become, like, a little drummer. And Liam Neeson's like, uh, oh, that's amazing. Like, you know, uh, that's a great plan because, like, you know, musicians, they get all the women. Like, Rick Ocasek from The Cars, uh, Ringo Starr. Hell, he married a fucking Bond girl. Well, <laughs> I mean, Rick Ocasek married a supermodel. Yeah, uh, uh, Perina Poroskova, uh, I think. Uh, Polina Poroskova. Polina Poroskova, yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, but, so, yeah, so um, he learns to play the drums, much to the annoyance of... All right, but music. before we get into the movie stuff, let's go back to the song. Well, so, well that's what I'm getting right, at, Right, but it was big featured in that song, so yeah. that's where it kind of started blowing up. Yeah. 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 But then now it's become a thing where is you don't get Mariah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, where basically if you walk into a retail store, if you walk into anywhere or you get in your car, yeah. the fucking song plays. Well, I already got Mariah, but I don't care. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to get whammed. That's the thing. Now, <laughs> I don't want to oh, get whammed. Wham, wham. So yeah, so wham again and so it's from that's a challenge about uh, with the song um Last, Last Christmas. Christmas. See, that's the song that came off of a very special Christmas album. It did, yeah. yeah and that was what, the same one that had uh Christmas in Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC, which is a f- phenomenal and one. Also, that's one of my classics. And it also yeah. had a great song on there that's one of my favorite. It's mm-hmm. called it's, they don't uh do they know it's Christmas? Oh, from uh, it was Live Aid. Yeah, it or was. Li- it was it, it Live was, Aid or Band Aid? It was Band Aid. Yeah, it was kind of the We All the World for mm. Christmas. The, there, it was the UK. England. It was yeah, the yeah, UK. The UK we all the world. But another one off of that album is actually by by U two. Mm-hmm. It's called um, uh, Baby Please Please Come Home. I think mm-hmm. it was. This. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Uh, you you've heard it before. Mm. They're singing Dr. Halls, but it's not like Christmas at all. Mm-hmm. I remember when you were here. That's that's the one. Yeah, baby, please come home. It's actually a really good Christmas song. It's actually one of my favorites, and mm. I'm not a huge U2 fan. Right. I mean, I was for like Joshua Tree. Yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody was a U2 fan during that yeah. time. Yeah, I think I think what kind of jumped the shark for them was that fucking Apple commercial. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> and that, and when Apple fucking downloaded that album onto everybody's. Uh, I got it too. Asking. No, when I got my first <laughs> iPod, yeah, I had that song. I was like, I don't remember downloading this. No, they downloaded it without everybody asking. They just put yeah, it on there. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but well, it was even more fucked up. If they did that now, it fucks up your whole algorithm. So now you're getting songs suggested mm-hmm. to you that you don't even right. fucking listen to. But yeah, but no, I'm glad you mentioned Christmas, uh, Christmas and Hollis because that yeah. is actually my one of my favorite, not, not only my favorite like Run DMC songs, but one of my favorite Christmas songs right. uh, because that whole beat is just dope. Like, bam! Yeah. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's making chicken and collard greens. Oh, yeah. See, see, if you grew up in a black household, all mm. the lyrics of that of that uh, song like resonated. Like you know, because yep. I remember the collard greens. I, I mean, it's the only song that has ill reindeer in it, right? Uh, no, but going into the my top five, let's talk about that. But we talk about Mariah and getting whammed. Mm. I haven't gotten either yet. But then again, I don't spend a lot of time in retail stores. Yeah. But before we go into our top five, speaking yeah. of retail stores, yeah. Uh, the the true nightmare before Christmas, I think, in my opinion, is mm-hmm. retail workers. Uh, everybody go, oh yeah, Black Friday. Eh, it's not even that anymore because it's Christmas Eve. It's well yeah. that and like Black Friday, they yeah. kind of extended it for like the whole month before. Yeah, so it's not really a thing. Mm-hmm. It's when you work retail, like you said, you did. Uh, uh, yeah, and I got this from my my girlfriend because I never really worked retail, but mm-hmm. when she worked at Walgreens, mm-hmm. they played the same. 10 to 20 goddamn Christmas songs yep. on a loop all fucking day. Mm-hmm. So if you're in there for an eight hour shift, you're going to hear one Christmas song mm-hmm. probably about 20 times. Mm-hmm. That same fucking song. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, and then you're going to be on the drive home and you still find yourself singing it and going, God damn it. Well, you know what it is? <laughs> it's like, it's. Um... But imagine doing that for like a whole month 
straight every day that you go into work. Well, you know what it is? It's um, it's not just like it's not the songs that that um, make you want to like you know right. bang your head on the wall and everything. It's the fact that what it reminds you of. Because yeah. like every time I hear those songs, you I twitch. Remind, <laughs> I twitch. Yeah, it's like a tr- it's like triggering because it reminds us. Uh, Cause I, you know, I worked at GameStop for like ten years and everything, right? And so the uh, Christmas was, of course, like our busiest shopping time of, of the course. year because video games are like one of like the top like gifts. Um, but video game, video game system. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we deal we deal with all sorts of like problematic customers during Black Friday. You know, the ones where they're pissed off because we don't have an Xbox One, or the ones <laughs> where they're carrying all their screaming, they're bringing in their screaming yeah. kids, or the ones that. Don't pay attention to the details I think of a sale. You get triggered right now. Come deep breath. No, no, I am. Okay. <laughs> deep breath. Deep breath. Right. And no, it, it, I, I hear you because yeah. I, I didn't work retail, but mm. I can imagine when you get these people who are entitled, yeah, uh, or they feel entitled, and they walk in there and they go, "Oh, can I get the brand new game system that's so hot and they made very limited of them?" Yeah. Right now, because I want it. You have it in stock, right? Oh, we don't have any. Did you check the back? You yeah. don't think I know what the fuck we got in the store? You know what I do? Like, I wish I could do that. But like, remember a Tommy Boy where yeah. they're at that little restaurant and they say, hey, I'll have the chicken fingers. Like, sorry, cage is closed. Can you double check? Sure. She's just standing there staring at them. Yep. yep still closed. Still closed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's one of the, cause like I said, I never work retail, but I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who have. And yeah. that's, I think one of their biggest pet peeves too. Oh, can you check in the back? No, motherfucker. I yeah, can't. Right. I ain't got none. You know, oh, especially now that computers have the stock, and every time yeah. they sell something, it takes it off of the stock. Yeah. So you can see what you have left. And it's also that um, we can't call, like, we could call another store to say they have it, but they can't hold it because well, it's an in demand product. Well, especially yeah. if it's the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, they couldn't. No, no. I, I swear, like, uh, this is actually an inside joke with me and my coworkers mm. was the. Um, we, we notice that we're always getting bombarded by like these type of shoppers at right. the same time. And it's so much so it feels like it's like a secret society of shoppers <laughs> that were assembled. <laughs> just to fuck with you. Just to fuck with you. We called it we called them the Illuminati. naughty. Like mall and everything. <laughs> Illuminati. Because ah, every mall. time like we're short staffed or someone has to go to the bathroom, go to lunch, or is sick and everything, they come in in droves. It's kinda like when you're trying to change lanes on the freeway. Exactly. Your lane is backed up and that one's moving, so you move over to that one and that one backs up and then the one you were in now starts moving like motherfucker. Right. It's <laughs> no, like pillaging. Yeah. No, no, but what the thing is, it's like, yeah, that's why I call it the nightmare before Christmas, even though I've never fucking worked retail. I know, Don't do it. I know the shit that people have gone through. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I worked for like a month mm-hmm. in retail during the holidays, but it was at, at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, I don't know how many times I said everything we have is on the floor. Yeah. It's like, okay, do you, do you have this TV that you had on sale? Mm-hmm. Everything we have is on the floor. Can mm-hmm. you check the back? Everything we have is on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, you know what's funny is that um, I remember this one story is where um, the Xbox One was like the top item. Right. And we were sold out. Um, but Microsoft has a, pays GameStop to right. have the boxes out there the display boxes for the system right. to show that we do sell them. But oh, that, so why do you have the box there? Right. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, it says we sell them, but it doesn't say that we have them. Yeah, There's exactly. a difference. Well, and, my thing is with that, that people nowadays really don't have an excuse because if you go to most major uh, stores' websites, mm-hmm. it'll tell you if you can pick it up that day in the store if it's available. Mm-hmm. So it's gotten to the point where they even know what stock is in that store. Mm-hmm. So like, say, for example, if, like you said, GameStop. If I went on there right now and I looked at my local store, 
it would tell me if I can pick it up today or not. Mm-hmm. So there's no fucking excuse. Even Walmart does yeah. So like if I go, I say I want a, a fucking TV that's X model, whatever, mm-hmm. and I go on Walmart's website, it'll tell you right there. Mm-hmm. You can go pick it up today. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. fucking Ikea does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking uh, Guitar Center. So mm-hmm. people got no excuse nowadays to walk into a store and say, hey, do you have this? And you go, no, I'm sorry, we're, we're sold out. Can you check the back? Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, what's great about though that technology too is that uh, you can actually buy it and pay for it, mm-hmm. and then the store has to have it for you and hold yeah, it for the, you. Yeah, the the pre sale. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, like if I went today and I looked up, like say GameStop, mm. it'll it'll tell you on your computer if I buy it on the website and say I'm picking it up. Yeah. On your computer in the store, it'll take it off of the stock. Yeah. And it's already there. Yeah. You know, they get alerted and say, "Hey, pull this aside. Somebody already paid for it." Because mm-hmm. I've done it with stuff from GameStop already, so I know that for a fact that you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so that's I think that retail it, it would suck to work during the holidays on a regular like steady. Yeah, that's why I left retail, bro. Because yeah, like, people, people already assholes a lot of the time. Not everyone, but the yeah. people go in as assholes already in retail. Yeah. During other times of the yeah. year. Dude, like there are times I had to like, work Black Friday right at midnight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like after like I have like, my insane, Thanksgiving. Dude. You, know, you know why? Because like they're all in competition of each other. Because as soon as Walmart said, hey, we're going to be open like 24 all day, hours. Yeah. 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 Like all the other stores like, oh, yeah. we'll open at midnight and everything. Yep. It, well, it, just, it, it started. I think that's what did away kind of with Black with Black Friday mm-hmm. was, oh, we're, we're going to open at 3 a.m. Well, yeah, we're going to open up at 1. Well, we're going to open up at midnight. Oh, well, we'll open up at 11 p.m. The, ne- the day before. Yeah. And it got to the point where it was like, what the fuck do we even do this? And also like it affects like people's like uh psyches yeah. like the employees and everything because yep. like my uh manager um was just like always on the fucking edge all the time and black <laughs> friday made it worse you know why the day i knew that i couldn't work retail in the, for the long run mm-hmm. i only did it like i did it as a seasonal employee just to make some extra cash mm-hmm. and to get the discount at best buy because mm-hmm. it was like you get like 50 percent off of everything yeah uh <laughs> i uh I, I there were i think it was the playstation 4 at the time mm-hmm. that was the big thing and uh, it, and I can't, yeah, it was a PlayStation 4, or PlayStation 3, something like that. And uh, no, I think it was a PlayStation 3. But anyway, that's not mm-hmm. the point. And there was people camping out outside waiting. Oh, for I remember, it. yeah. And I walked by and I went, fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and I, and they, I got overheard and they, they told the, the manager, did you say that? Yeah, they sleeping outside. The fuck is wrong with them? I was like, I can't do this. No. I was like, no. I was like, y'all fucking dumb. Right. <laughs> I was like, sleeping outside. The fuck out of here, dude. Like, people who do it for concerts and movies, too. Oh, I slept outside to watch to watch this movie. Why? Yeah. Next week, it's going to be there, and it's the same fucking movie. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, but I saw it first. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> What's it gonna, what difference in your life is it going to make? <laughs> but anyway, but getting into the Christmas thing. So I wanted to talk about songs first. Like, yeah. now that we talked about that and... The, bro, I think that's how they torture Al Qaeda. They play the same twenty songs. Like, mm. if, if retail work is getting fucking uh, right. interrogated by the CIA, be like, come on, motherfucker, I worked retail. What you gonna do? With me? <laughs> I've seen the worst of the worst. <laughs> no, but so going into the Christmas music, mm. I wanted to talk to you about your, like your favorite five. I don't want to get too much into them. I just want to talk about them. Uh, one of my, fi- yeah, I'm gonna tell you my five real mm. quick. Well, let's go back and forth. Yeah, like, yeah. number five, number four. Uh-huh. The fifth one, I gotta say for me. Is um it's a tie. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. It's uh Bruce Bruce Springsteen. It's called um he does Santa Claus. He does a rendition of Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard it. Uh, no, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. He goes, 
He goes to the, it's a live song. He's like, is everybody mm-hmm. out there been good? And mm-hmm. he, the crowd cheers. He goes, oh, not many, not many. So he goes <laughs> into, and he's talking to the band. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and then he starts singing, uh, and, it, and it's Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. So he goes, he sings like his chin's being sh- jutted out. You know what I'm and he barely opens yeah. his mouth yeah. when he sings that one and uh, Run Run Rudolph or mm-hmm. Run Rudolph Run by Chuck Berry mm-hmm. Run Run Rudolph Santa's gotta make it to town mm. people have tried to cover this like no man don't touch Chuck Berry yeah you know even though Chuck Berry nowadays you know is known for a little bit something different he you was know, the R- watching he people he was he's, the, he's the original L. Carly yeah, yeah. he was the R. Kelly of his time he's like nigga yeah. you're a freak well, <laughs> <laughs> and not even a good way you're just a fucking dude. yeah but anyway the, again, so, your okay, fifth so, one Okay, so I'm sorry. Your fifth one, fifth song. Well, um, in no particular order. No particular I mean, you can order. do this five. We'll go back and forth. But what's yeah, one? yeah. Okay, so like we mentioned earlier, but I'm gonna go with uh, Christmas and Hollis. Uh, yeah. Because I believe that was like pretty much like the first hip hop Christmas uh, song. Yeah, kind of. And uh, you know, it's just like um, you know, Run DMC. They're iconic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was genius on their part to do a hip hop um well, a Christmas song. Yeah, they did it for that album, a special Christmas, and it benefited um yeah. it benefited uh World Hunger for Children or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was a great album. They tried to do a sequel to it the next year, it didn't work. Yeah. But the first one was really fucking good. Yeah. But uh, no, but like because um that was when like rap was starting to break into the mainstream. And yeah. um Run DMC, they don't get enough credit for being good having a good business site. Well, they were the first safe hip hop group. Well, yeah. And what made them, what made them even safer was a Christmas song and everything, but it worked in helping them break into the mainstream and becoming like pop, you know, and that helped out hip hop and everything. They were able to help like, you know, break down the doors that, you know, let's face it. Um, middle America would ignore, but there was a, um, there's just a lot of great bars with that song. Like, but when I was ill in because the man had a beard and a bag full of goodies, 12 o'clock had neared. So I turned my head a second and the man had gone, but he left his driver's wallet smack dead on the lawn. Yep. It was like, yeah, they're talking about finding Santa's wallet and going to go find him and yep. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's a good song. Yeah. yeah. Um, see my fourth one, mm-hmm. it's going to be, see, this is where, where I get a little weird. Mm. Uh, my fourth one is uh, the Chipmunks Christmas song. Mm. You know the one. Um, Christmas, oh, Christmas time. Is I here. want yeah. a hula hoop. Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys that, ready? Yes, Theodore. Okay. Mm. Simon. Okay. Alvin. Alvin. Okay. Yeah, it's iconic, dude. Right. Yeah. So that was my number. That's a, that's the fourth one I think for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right you? on. Uh, fourth one would have to be um, we just mentioned it earlier. Uh, Last Christmas by uh, Wham. 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 Honestly, Wham is just they're they were such an amazing pop duo. You know, a lot of their songs were just just bangers, man. Bro, and, Wham was great. George Michael was amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. George, right? George Michael was like iconic, dude. I mean, his songs were just like killer. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can't think of a, honestly, in my opinion, a bad George Michael song. No, nah, not none at all. Like all no. his songs were just like great. Like he was, he didn't like um, wear out his welcome. Even you the know? stalkery song, right? That's oh. even a good one. Oh, you're talking about Faith or no? Oh, uh, I'll be your father figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, even that that one is like, yeah, I will be your father figure. Yeah, that was a great one too. Mm-hmm. No, he has so many. Right, but yeah, but no, Last Christmas just had like such a great Christmassy beat, you know, yep. like it, when you hear the song, when you hear, just, even you if find you yourself swaying back and forth. Right, yeah. th- th- that was the thing, like, you know, you find yourself, Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, and also you just imagine, day. 
like the music away. video matched exactly what the song was like you know the vibe of the song because they were in the swiss alps they were meeting up with their girlfriends which by the way i know that that detail already is like out um age poorly knowing that we know about like george michael and everything yeah. um but it was just like what made wham great was just like it was just like it was, it was very like um happy pop and yeah, it was very happy pop, and it took me like it made you escape to like a very happy world, yep. and that's what it was with all their songs, like "Wake Me Up" um, and everything. Um, what was it? But yeah, last Christmas was that very like you know nice you know waking up in the Christmas morning, um, you know having fun in the snow, being with loved ones and everything. Yeah, uh, but it it was like also like a romantic Christmas song, you it know, was, like yeah. with like for love for like young lovers and everything, like uh, just that whole vibe of like spending Christmas with like the one you love. I mean, you know? it, it ain't as it ain't as uh, as romantic as. Uh Baby, it's cold outside. But. Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll but get no, into that. Yeah, but no, I just want to say real quick and everything, mm-hmm. like um, like uh, these past Christmases were the first time I was able to spend Christmas with a loved one, like, you know, with my uh, girlfriend and everything. My other relationships never really had a chance to do so because we'd break up before yeah. the holidays and everything. And like the, I would say the closest was a long distance relationship, but we were in different states, so we yeah. didn't really... It didn't really count. There's some people that break up with people on purpose before. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, So they don't have to introduce them to their Right. It's, it's pretty much like, you know, plan, it's, a, it's almost like the predator using, like, his, like, suicide bomb. See, to me, if you're dating, there's a time. Like, if okay, if you start dating, like, in November, mm-hmm. you shouldn't feel entitled to meet the parents for, right. for the holidays. You know, but if you started dating, like, in January and February... I mean, that was long enough to try to, you know, and you're still dating them come the holidays. All right. You can introduce them to the parents. Yeah. So, so, um, but no, but like after like spending the past two Christmases with my girlfriend and her family and my family and everything, but just with, with her in general and everything, it made me understand last Christmas even deeper than just it being a Christmas song. Yep. See now the third one I think of when I think Christmas Mm -hmm. is it comes off that same album as uh, Christmas and Hollis. Mm -hmm. It's the, uh, do they know it's Christmas? The one by uh, Band-Aid. Yeah. 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 It's not only because there's so much talent on there. There was like Duran Duran, uh, Boy George, Mm -hmm. George Michael, U2, Bono, you know, all of them. But it was also the fact that it was it was a good song. I mean, it's a fucking well written song, and the way they harmonize mm-hmm. when they start going "Fever mm-hmm. World," let them know it's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Of feed, they like go back and forth. Mm-hmm. It was it's just a fucking iconic song, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, and a lot of not enough people give it enough credit as mm-hmm. a great Christmas song, you know, mm-hmm. because they don't they don't it, it, they more focus on like. Where it says, uh, do the, uh, or is it, uh, feed the world? Yeah. And it's like, that's great. It was a great song for that. But mm-hmm. if you think about it, it's a fucking iconic Christmas song. It is. Well, it's it, also, I think, I think it's also because secretly people feel bad because it's, it shows how selfish we are and how, how, it, uh, consumer, uh, fucking focused we are. I think that, I think honestly, that's what made that song like hit harder than even we are the world yeah. and all those other songs, because it's giving you the perspective of someone who is not well off. Oh yeah. Like when they say like, do they know it's Christmas? They don't know it's Christmas because there's so much shit going on in their lives. Well that, and, and like some of them just don't have money. Some of them don't have the, 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 the means 
to even celebrate Christmas. I mean, mm-hmm. there's kids here in in the uh, U- mm-hmm. in the U.S. that may not get a gift gift for Christmas because they just yeah. don't have it. So mm-hmm. this actually reminded me because they talked about this song in mm-hmm. "I Love the '80s 3D," right? And um, what was it? Graham Norton, who was one of the talking heads on there, he was like, "Yeah, we were caring about you know orphans and Christmas long before you guys were. Out. You guys were all stuffing your face, going what." Uh, but there was this one comedian who she told this dark joke, but it definitely was spot on. Like right. maybe they don't know it's Christmas because they were too busy being hungry. Yep. Yeah. 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 What do you mean they don't know it's Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I I I have a. I'm trying to survive. I forgot. So my bad. I didn't look at my calendar that I don't own. <laughs> but yeah, that one that one has to be up there with mine. Yep. Um, mine is. Um, was it a wonderful Christmas time by uh, Paul McCartney? Yeah, because it's just so a wonderful Christmas time. Well, yeah, see, I know it, that one. That's yeah, because um, um, Paul McCartney, like you know, he's one of like the best pop uh, artists of all time. Yep. Like that dude can write a pop song like no other. Yeah, and um, I think that was evident. Like I think he felt more popping when he was with Wings because like that was during his Wings era, you know. And um, I felt like with Paul McCartney and Wings, he was able to be a lot more poppy because I think I think that was like one of the reasons why him and Lennon clashed a lot because Lennon was trying to do the whole like serious music thing. But like, you know, Paul McCartney was about having fun and everything. Yep. They were kind of like those two guys on Mythbusters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ja- Jamie, Jamie and, and Adam, Adam Savage. Yeah. Like J- uh, Jamie, uh, John, uh, Paul, McC- uh, Paul McCartney is obviously the Adam because he's very like dad energy. Like, you know, like, you know, very happy. Yep. And, uh, you know, Lennon was obviously Jamie, just like very serious. The edgy standoffish, one? The edgy one? A dick. Let's not, let's not, let's not miss words. <laughs> because, well, that, isn't that a euphemism for, for, for dick? Edgy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's edgy. Oh, you mean an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, that is a good one too. Yeah. But yeah, with A Wonderful Christmas Time, it's got like that really nice Christmassy beat to it. Right. But like the way he sings it. Is just like you find yourself like not swaying back and forth, but like mm. yeah. popping in your seat. Like the mood think, is like I think, I think it's the beat too, too, yeah. because it goes. Yeah, it's like a like you get you could basically you can imagine like Santa's like elves and it's just working it, yeah, to that song. Yeah, it's just making it like like Christmas is fun. Yeah, the mood Simply is right. Having yeah. a wonderful Christmas time. But it's like even yeah. the first verse, like yeah. even the ver- like the first verse, like the mood is right, the spirit's up, and we're here tonight, and that's enough. See, like right there, yeah. it shows like you know, hey, the spirits are, yeah, like everything is feeling all right. You know, we're having a good time. That's right. enough. That's enough to make a good Christmas. Well, see, my my next one it has to be, and I mentioned it before. Again, it's off that same album. That album was a banger, yeah. as the kids like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Christmas, uh, please come home by you two. Mm-hmm. They're singing deck the halls, and it's not like Christmas at all. And they go there, baby, please come home. That was fucking banger too, mm-hmm. and because it, it it shows a longing for the special people in your life to to come home. Yeah, it's he's talking about a a, a significant other, mm-hmm. but it's just like there. I'm sure there's people who unfortunately have to spend. Uh, maybe multiple Christmases away from people they love that, because they're serving in the military or, you know, somebody's away for something. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it's that song that takes you to a place where you miss certain people and you wish that they were there with you. you mm-hmm. know? And it's just a good song. Mm-hmm. It's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, my next one actually is, um, 
It's actually an SNL parody song, but it's <laughs> it's so f- the Hanukkah song. <laughs> no, no, not that one actually. I love that one. Um, what was it? But it it just sounds so legit. It just slaps mm. so hard, and it's called Jingle Barack. So oh my God, Jingle Barack. Yeah. So it's Keenan Thompson, Chance the Rapper, um, Leslie uh, Leslie Jones, and a special appearance by. Um, Darren McDa- Daryl McDaniels from uh, Run DMC because the whole song is actually a parody of Christmas and Hollis. Oh, okay. Um, but my God, that song had fucking bars. That song had no business slapping than <laughs> it did. It and shouldn't everything. have been as good as it was. Right. So okay. So basically, kind of like Lonely Island. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Their songs shouldn't be as good as they are. Right. So. Um, so so the um, so it's the last Christmas because this is actually right when Trump was elected. So we were the whole story of the song is we're gonna have our last Christmas with right. B- Barack Obama as president. So we're going out with a bang. And so I remember um, like one of the verses was um, there's egg, knock a chicken, and turkey and fries. We still got Barack, so you know what that means. We're shooting some hoops and high waist jeans. So tis the season. We spread some cheer. It's the last Christmas with Barack. Rocks is still here. And uh, what was it? Yeah, because hey, after that, only dark Christmases came. See, that yeah. was the thing. I think that was like one of the honor, one of like the hidden layers uh, messages of the song was that, yeah, it's our last Christmas w- with Barack Obama, but that means the next years are going to suck. So we're going to enjoy it while we can with Barack. You mean when you had a first lady that goes, who cares about Christmas? Fuck Christmas. Right. Or it made the Christmas look like fucking like, you know, a desolate <laughs> a wasteland. Day in hell. A day in hell. Right. It looked like... It, Who puts up red Christmas trees? What the fuck is wrong with you? And you know what's funny as hell is that a lot of people are saying like, oh, the war on Christmas, the war on Christmas. Barack has launched a war on Christmas, even though he's had like bomb-ass Christmas well, parties. it's because people get that whole thing where, oh, happy holidays. You mean Merry Christmas? Yeah. Whatever. I mean, but, this, this Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever the fuck you want to celebrate. Well, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but but um, it's funny you mentioned that like the dark times coming because yeah. it's like you know, well, the, the, one of the other verses is like there will never be you know this year. I bought four Christmas trees, stockpiled all the Home Alone DVDs. Uh, I'm gonna hurt myself before we lose Obamacare, and it shows Chance the Rapper with the cast. Wow. Um, uh, well, oh, but you know, what was the the best verse mm. in that song was by Leslie Jones. Because she fucking kills it, man. She goes, here I go, here I go, here I go again. Girls, what's my weakness? Joe Biden. He makes me feel funny in my wow. Christmas wreath with his aviator shades and his big ass teeth. Oh, I, so, I want to take a freaky ride with Amtrak Joe so we can share ice cream under the mistletoe. That's, it's funny because it goes back to Leslie Jones's uh, simping on white men. Oh, yeah, oh, she's got her, major her white shit, guys. Her yeah. shit with Colin Jones is oh, yeah. hilarious. Colin! Right. Oh, you little piece of sugar. I just want to put you in my coffee. And right. You up. It was, it it was perfect. Like uh, so, like it'd be on point for Leslie yeah. to be sippy for Joe Biden. Yeah, but no, it was. It well, was, that's when he was. He was also uh, meme meme Joe. Yeah, then that fucking dark Joe. Yeah, but no, but but other than that, it was just a fucking good song. Yeah. Like it had like honestly, like SNL doesn't get a, uh, enough credit for their um, song parodies no. because like we, we all know Dick in the Box, we all know like all like well, the, the Lonely funny, Island. Yeah, the lo- we all know the funniness about them, but yeah. there's like a story. Yeah. So this this song was like you know what yeah the next years are gonna suck but you know what let's have our last christmas with barack yeah go and like you know let's make it a good one so yeah well 
my last one that I want to talk about mm-hmm. is uh, <laughs> it's it's a funny Christmas song, and no, it's not. I you know, Mama fucking got run over by a reindeer. No, <laughs> Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Mm-hmm. This one is a classic. It's old as fuck, mm-hmm. but. It's called Dominic the Donkey. Mm. The first time I played it from my girlfriend, she's like, what in the hell is that? I'm like, it's only the best Christmas song ever. It's um, it's by uh, Dean Martin. Mm-hmm. And uh, it goes, <laughs> it goes, clippity-clop, it's Dominic the Donkey. <laughs> la, 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 okay, now la, I know la, where you're coming from. <laughs> you know, no, it goes, and it's fucking great, the song, because it talks about the donkey that, that uh, Mary and Joseph Rode into Jerusalem on, mm-hmm. and he goes, and it, and then it goes into an Italian Christmas donkey because in Italy, the back in the day, they used to use donkeys for transport and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's Dominic the donkey, the Italian Christmas donkey, <laughs> and it, it's just fun because it goes that you know, there's part that goes la 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 Fun fucking song. I I could listen to that song fifty times. Honestly, it sounds like a song that a a high class assassin would be playing as he's killing people. Like the (laughs) like those songs that like juxtaposition against like the what's going on on the on the movie and everything. Yeah, but yeah, it was it's a great fucking song. And I mean, it does help that it's by you know Dino Dean Martin himself. But it's just it's just a fucking good song, and every time it comes on, you know, like I said, I'll play it over and over again. Right on, right on. Like I said, the first time I played it for my girlfriend, she was like, "That is the fucking silliest (laughs) song I've ever heard." She goes, "What the hell does a donkey have to do with Christmas?" I was like. (laughs) It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, the name actually it sounds like a mob name, Dominic the Donkey. Yeah. Well, he's well hung. Yeah. <laughs> you <a> dick. <laughs> no, but uh, why do they call him Dominic the Donkey? Oh, you'll see. Right. Like he either he either be hung or, or a jackass. He, or yeah, or a jackass. <laughs> he's just fucking dumb. I was also gonna say like, or he's like you know fat like Vito from oh, wow. Sopranos. No, but he, it was it's a great fucking Christmas song and it's just fun. Yeah. It's just fun because I mean, but. It, Again, it does go if you think about it, you know, and if you believe in the uh, the Judeo Christian beliefs mm-hmm. uh, that Mary and Joseph rode into Jerusalem mm-hmm. on the back of an ass, mm-hmm. he was your mama's ass, <laughs> <laughs> black Jesus. No. <laughs> no, so and but yeah, if, yeah. You, if you take if you get a chance, listen to it, it's mm. fucking so much fun, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right on. La, 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 <laughs> it sounds kind of Jewish, uh, uh, Hebrew esque, actually. No, but it's, it's a Italian. Yeah. Hey, Damane. <laughs> I love the, the part that makes me laugh every time is when he goes, clip and clop. Okay, for a minute, I thought they're going to do an Andrew Dice Clay bit. No, but it goes, it makes me laugh every fucking time. I think that's some nostalgia goggles right there, actually. Yeah. Anyway. So, my last song is actually a going back to SNL, it's actually an SNL performance. And it's from ninth, um, December of '98, and it's Luciano, um, it's uh, Luciano Pavarotti with Vanessa Williams, and yeah, Luciano Pavarotti uh-huh. with Vanessa. Okay. See, that is a total. Like, I mean, Celine Dion did a song with Andrea Bocelli. So yeah. yeah. Well, see, that, see, it was it was a definite like when roles collide type of like duo. So they were the musical performance. Um, I think Alec Baldwin was the host. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was December 12th, 1998 episode of Saturday Night Live. So two days before my birthday. Um, so they sung, um, oh, what was it? It was Old Come All Ye Faithful. 
uh, also known as uh, yeah, what? Praising. I mean, what? <laughs> um, uh, Adeste Fidelis, uh, which is one of the oldest Christmas carols. Um, you know, we're talking like 1751. It was first yeah. published and everything. What was, you, what was the first? What was the name of it? You said? O come, all ye oh, faithful. Oh yeah, you know that. Yeah. O come, all yeah. ye faithful. So, so right. Yeah. So that's actually that was actually my introduction to uh, Pavarotti. I've never heard oh, of them, dude. Yeah. Well, dude, I was fucking like t- almost 10 years old. Yeah. So, but I knew about Vanessa Williams. Um, and so that was a surprising one because, um, so when, um, uh, so, you know, we have, you have Pavarotti, like, who's like this classically trained opera singer. And then you have uh, Vanessa Williams, who's a powerful singer as well. By the way, an underrated singer, too. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, she was mostly known. Like, she came out, like, the same time as uh, Whitney Houston. So, like, the R&B pop princess type. Right. So, she was like an early Beyonce. And so, um, just seeing this classic opera singer with an R&B pop singer... They made magic. That was such a powerful performance. And she held her own. Like yeah. I said, she does not get enough credit as a singer because she held her own uh, with Pavarotti. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Prov- well, Vanessa Williams, a, yeah. she's a fucking amazing singer. Yeah, and yeah. so you had the you had the choir behind them. You had all, because like when SNL, when like during the holidays, SNL goes all out on their stage with like the Christmas iconography and everything. Right. So you had like the Christmas decorations. You had the... Um, the children's chorus in the background. So you had all this classic um, setup, the sympathy uh, uh, symphony and everything. And then you had Vanessa Williams and Pavarotti, two like right. different singers from two different spectrums of music. Well, yeah, I mean, and there's other Christmas songs that have done that, mm-hmm. that have been fucking a banger too. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Bing Crosby and uh, David Bowie, which you said, you, yeah. you hear a duet by them, you're like, wait, what? Right, Who? but Can't honestly, right. Like, but honestly, I always felt like when these world collide type of duos happen, magic always happens. Yeah, like, I mean Tony, Tony, uh, Tony Bennett and, uh, did a Lady whole Gaga. album. He did a whole album of that. Yeah, oh, and so did Frank Sinatra. S- Sinatra back in '93. Yeah. It was yeah. the duets. <laughs> I love the speaking of SNL parodies. I love yeah. the parody of that one. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, where? Was, oh, I remember. You yeah. are black and I am white. You're as blind as a bat, and I have sight. <laughs> was that whoa? Well, was that when uh when Piscopo it was, was Piscopo and Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy, yeah. yeah. But I, actually, they did another one. Oh, yeah? um, okay, so it was during the it was make, it was uh, parodying the duets album that he did in '93. Right. So you had so you had Phil the, the Hartman, legendary Hartman yeah. as uh, and he have people come in. Yeah, it was it was uh it was so you had Phil Hartman as a uh, Frank. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, fucking Robert Rob Schneider was Katie Lang. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler was Bono. And he had people <laughs> coming in and out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he go dot dot. DDD, there you go, we're done. Well, because well, like they, because like it was making fun of the fact that um, Frank totally phoned in that whole oh, album, yeah. and also most of the time he wasn't in studio with the no, artist. He, he was, was trying to stay relevant by using uh, upcoming or, or yeah. established artists. So yeah. all the artists would be like in the studio, but he'd be like in his house in uh, Jersey, yeah. and everything. But yeah, so that was like my f- my favorite Christmas song, or like mostly it was my favorite Christmas performance because it was. Such a beautiful moment, and not only SNL history, but I would say music history, um, because you saw like you know opera and R and B merging, and with like with it being Christmas, and also I think it it, like it was a couple days before my birthday, so like it just made me feel so great. And actually, that was during that time when my dad was like living in Anaheim, and we were getting ready for Christmas. And let me tell you, man, Christmas in Anaheim is beautiful. Like they go all out with their decorations and everything, especially since you know, up the, up the road was Disneyland. Yeah, 
so yeah, that was a definitely like uh, well, they got to compete with Disneyland, so. right? So yeah. that was a great childhood moment, and that was actually like you know, one of my favorite Christmas songs. Right on. So yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. What happens when rich American tech billionaires think they're rocket scientists? Race to Pluto, the amateur space race reality show. Who will get into orbit first? Who will burn up on re-entry? And which rich asshole will prove beyond all reasonable doubt they're the biggest dick in the galaxy? Race to Pluto, only on CNT. And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. So we're talking about Christmas. So another thing I wanted to talk about real quick is like, you like real quick, just some of uh, your top, your top five. I don't want to say top five, but yeah, your five, I guess, go-to Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. The go-to ones, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, some of mine, again, are unusual, but again, uh, being Gen X, mm. we're odd and old. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. The first one, honestly, to me and people, always, you know, the debate about the Die Hard, is it or isn't a Christmas movie? Yeah. My philosophy is mm. a movie doesn't have to be about Christmas mm. because six out of 10 Christmas movies are not about Christmas. Mm. They just take place during Christmas. Right. You mentioned one earlier, Love Actually. Yeah. Great movie. Mm. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a movie that takes place during Christmas mm. because it's not, the focus isn't about the Christmas itself it's mm. about the love story of all these different people mm-hmm. it just took place during Christmas right you could have changed it to during the summer mm-hmm. or during whatever mm-hmm. and it still would have been just as good mm-hmm. but it, so it was about the human interaction it wasn't about Christmas itself uh-huh. so yeah you know for me a Christmas movie is mm-hmm. like a Christmas story right that's a Christmas movie right because it's about Christmas mm-hmm. you know see I would say like um it's a Christmas movie in the essence that Christmas is a reason why they're the movie is happening because right. he, okay so here's the thing so um the story is is that you know detective john mcclane is estranged from his wife holly uh she took a new job in uh what was they were in la right yeah no and, yeah it was yeah, not and, the and, hours and, in california and, and he's a new york cop right and so um you know as a way to like you know bury the hatchet and like you know fix some things with their with their marriage and everything she invites him to a holiday party at at the nakatomi towers right and everything and so i and the reason why they did it uh they they feel like um they should like try to patch things up because it's christmas well i I mean you got it's a christmas because you got him going to visit his kids because it's christmas Mm -hmm. there is a christmas party at the fucking office that's Uh why it all happens yeah so how you can't get more fucking christmas than that well it's also is that christmas is what drove like the reasons why they're um that's why he was even there right like you know because like it made it special like you know let's let's try to fix our marriage and it's christmas right right and also with it being a christmas party that means all the big wigs are there which is why hans gruber and his team decide to strike when all the you know all the CEOs and everything are there, so they can know how to get into right. the safe and everything. But anyway, one of the movies, and and that's on the, my list too. But one mm-hmm. of the movies, that's why I didn't want to get too much into it. Yeah. Uh, just because this one is also, it doesn't get the debate as much. Mm-hmm. But I see it up there mm-hmm. is one of my go-to at Christmas is Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. The classic buddy cop uh, uh, movie. The movie starts yeah. with a Christmas song. Yeah, and yeah. there is Christmas. Um, you know, imagery like yeah. there's like that. I remember that white Christmas tree in the yep. background with uh, what's her name? She was supposed to be like she was like the daughter of yeah, yeah, uh, of their friend. Yeah, their she mom was friend. She was snorting uh, cocaine yep. and everything. I mean, and then and the first time you see uh, Riggs, mm-hmm. 
it's at a Christmas tree, uh, a Christmas tree fucking lot. Oh, it was like the Christmas sting tree. operation. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the first time you see him. By the way, one of those guys was Anthony Kiedis' father. Um, the, one of the three thugs that were trying to sell him Coke. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, so yeah, but so it takes place during Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't they don't beat you upside the head with it being Christmas, but it takes place during Christmas. And so for me, I watch it around Christmas. Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, come at me with your shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you? you're, you're making it sound like y'all people like waiting outside like, how dare you? Come at me, bro. <laughs> I've had a fucking Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> what's your next one? Yeah, I mean, what's your first one? Uh, so that mine would be uh, what was it? Santa Claus the movie. Have you done that one? Oh yeah, with Tim Allen. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Oh, no We're no, talking wait, wait, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So Santa Claus the yeah. movie is like it's a really no, overlooked no, and Tim, underrated the, one. Yeah, the Tim, you're talking about the Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Right. So anyway, so Santa Claus the movie was basically the Santa Claus origin story. Uh, it tells you how um, how Santa became Santa, and um, it actually has a really good cast. Like it has mm-hmm. Dudley Moore. Um, it has like John Lithgow, um, Burgess Meredith actually played, um, what's it, what's it called? Uh, the man who created, who basically gave Santa his, uh, position, his powers. Uh, so basically it start it's, it starts out in the middle ages right. and Santa Claus was a normal, you know, blue collar worker. He was a woodcutter hmm. and he liked to deliver hand carved toys to the children of his village. And his wife, they gave his wife a name, Mrs. Claus. They named her uh, Anya. And so um, they're on the, um, they're um, about to deliver like these, uh, these right. toys to this uh, nearby village. And their reindeer, they have two reindeer, Donner and Blitzen. So they were the OG reindeer. Right. Uh, they get caught up by a blizzard and things look bleak, but they're saved by elves and taken to the workshop in the North Pole. Mm. And so they said the um, Deadly Morse uh, character, he played the lead elf. Mm-hmm. He says, your your arrival here was prophesized. It is your destiny to deliver toys to all the children of the world. And so um, then that's when uh, he is dubbed um, the uh, Santa, the, you know, Santa Claus. Right. And so, so it was a really cool, it was like Batman Begins, all those superhero origin stories, but Santa Claus style. See, my favorite one of that, mm-hmm. of that kind of type mm-hmm. was uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the stop motion by Rankins. Oh, the classic one. Yeah. yeah. So my next one is actually uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. Charlie Brown Christmas, the old school one, yeah, yeah. or a little fucked up Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and uh, he's trying to find the meaning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what is it? Uh, he goes, "Does anybody know the meaning of Christmas?" And then uh, Linus mm-hmm. gives a whole uh, deep monologue about the meaning of Christmas. Uh, that's one of my favorite, dude. It's like timeless. I mean, mm-hmm. it's classic. You can show that to kids today, and they just sit there in awe about it. And mm-hmm. it's a fucking like seventy years old, I think. No. 60 at yeah. least because I think it came out in the 60s mm-hmm. you know Charlie Brown Christmas yeah yep, yep. I, I don't know it's just it's a fun old time and it brings back a lot of memories for me because they don't make TV uh, Christmas TV specials like that anymore they do but very far in between yeah a few and far between uh, yeah. <laughs> you're doing the old man uh, thing yeah it's not the same uh, it's not like back in my day you're not your nostalgia goggles are tight a little yeah, you say, <laughs> I'll tell you back in my day back in 19 diggity do. <laughs> But yeah, um, my next one is um, the uh, Nothing But the Holidays. And that was, that's one of my favorite ones because we got to see a a Latin-led Christmas movie. Which we don't see a lot. Oh, with John Leguizamo. Yeah, and, and like I said, like um, Louis Gomez. 
Luis Guzman, uh, Luis, Luis Guzman, Guzman, um, uh, Elizabeth Pena, may she rest in peace. Yeah. Um, who was the dad? Wasn't it uh, Alfred Molina? Alfred Molina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who, who, was by, was, who, by the way, I think is Australian. I don't think he's uh, English. Yeah, yeah, close enough. I, everybody just remembers him as the guy who didn't give Indiana Jones his whip, or you know, Doc Ock. <laughs> 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 Well, uh, but, I guess, <laughs> but you also had uh, Deborah Messing. Uh, she was the token white woman. Right. Uh, she played John. She, <laughs> she was the most wife. wife yeah, yeah. Uh, Freddie Rodriguez, another underrated actor. Uh, Jay Hernandez, yep. uh, Melanie Diaz. He, Freddie Rodriguez is awesome in Six Feet Under. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like I remember, has uh, El Rey. Oh El Rey. I was looking for that jacket for three weeks. <laughs> when he's when he's doing like the whole gunslinger thing for yeah. Jeff Faye, he's like, that boy got the devil in him. <laughs> anyway. Uh Jay Hernandez is in there as well. Yeah. Um Vanessa for uh, for Lido and everything. Vanessa for Lido, she's interesting because she could play any race. She's Italian, but she can also play Latina. Well being uh, like being Italian is kinda like being some some Puerto Ricans. Yeah. We can play fucking anything. Mm. Uh, you know. We we have we, seen Puerto Ricans cast as Greeks, as Italians, mm-hmm. as fucking Jews, um, I mean, um, Middle fuck, Eastern. Yeah, yeah, fucking Benicio del Toro plays a Jew in fucking uh, uh, Snatch. Big Top Biwi and Snatch. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, in Snatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but no, it was just a great movie. Um, like mm. all the, it just like a great family movie. Like it felt like um, there was a very like authentic sense about it you know so when you see all the interactions between the actors and everything it's almost like looking into your families like you know a house like during the holidays yeah, and especially everything. my family oh yeah <laughs> um but no like everybody just like kills it in it like yeah. you know afro molina was like you know great as like the patriarch of the family yep. and uh elizabeth pena who's always amazing may she rest in peace kind of um, kind of reminded me of tortilla soup it did a little like yeah. it did it did have that vibe with uh, tortilla soup and everything yeah see it just goes to show we latinos can carry a movie, bro. Mm-hmm. You ain't gotta have us as like the character in the background going, yep. oh, chicken. You know, no, that we ain't gotta be us, dude. Yep. And uh, Freddie Rodriguez, he was great. Um, he played the um, the the son who was like, uh, he's coming back home from the Marines. Yeah, yeah. And everything, but he was great as someone who had like that. Uh, they really did touch on like PTSD. Yeah. And everything, uh, but they didn't do so over the top like they do with other movies. Like it was very subtle with his performance. Right. Uh, Luis Guzman is always like the crazy cousin or crazy uncle and everything. Let's guys look at him. Look yeah. at him. Yeah. He just looks it. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know who doesn't get enough credit in that movie it was Deborah Messing. Like she had really great chemistry she, in there. Yeah. As like as the outsider. As the outsider. As like the white wife well, of I mean, like. If you think about she it, was, she, really she was, was she was like she was um, John Leguizamo's uh, wife. No, but I'm saying even on the cast, she's kind of the outsider. She, oh yeah, well it's Deborah Messing. She was like, she was the the only she, non she, she was the only non POC. Yeah. And like who better like to have like I think she was like one of like the best actresses to play like the white woman. In a movie with like a lot of like you know well, um, POCs. I mean, yeah, have you yeah. not watched Will and, Will and Grace? Gra- I was about to say, <laughs> Will and Grace made freaking like she she plays great awkward white girl. Yeah, I mean Will and Grace made friends look like living single. Yeah. So did, <laughs> did she? Uh, did she? Um, what she was the one that also played in that movie with Dolmont Mulrooney, right? Where she oh the wedding him. date. Yeah, where she hires him to go on a wedding yeah, yeah, yeah. date. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good in that too. Yeah, yeah. I've always, I've always had like a crush on her. She's, like, she's, she's what she, they call like next girl next door. 
I would say Milfy. Very <laughs> well, hot. Well, after what Lady is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, very very hot for teacher yeah. and it, everything. But it's yeah. the red hair and the blue eyes. I think it is. It totally. Anyway. But no, but yeah. And um, and also another underrated actress is uh, Melanie Diaz. Uh, she plays, like, the youngest daughter. Uh, yeah. But she was in Fruitville Station. I know her mostly from um, Be Kind Rewind. Yeah. But she was also in that new Charm reboot as oh, well okay. and everything. But yeah, no. The next one, I think, has to mm-hmm. be for me. Mm-hmm. I know this is going to be a fucking softball. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Christmas story. Yeah. A Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody can quote it. You'll shoot your eye out. Mm-hmm. I want a Red Rider BB gun. You know, mm-hmm. all that shit. Oh, he goes, oh, fudge. <laughs> Only I didn't say fudge. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just a great movie. You know, and it's along those lines of... Uh, um, the fuck what was it the the Neil Simon not Neil Simon yeah I think Neil I would Simon. say Neil Simon yeah, yeah Neil Simon shit like that uh, very coming of age yeah. like type yeah what was the one the one in Yonkers uh, oh Lost in Yonkers Lost in Yonkers yeah. and shit like that Brighton yeah, Beach Memoirs Brighton Beach Memoirs yeah, yeah it was along those lines and mm. it was fucking really great I mean like I said who has seen that movie and went, I don't like it. Yeah, you know who? Al Qaeda, right? Too. See, you know what it is? Is that it did? It really did capture that childhood of Christmas. Yeah, you know it. Captured, See, for me, that is a yeah. Christmas movie. Yeah. it epitomizes yeah. Christmas. Well, because like it captured like you know like when we were kids, we all wanted that one gift. Right. Nothing else matters but that one gift. He wanted that Red Ryder BB gun. Yep. And you know what's funny is that I actually had you know that whole shoot your eye out. Thing? Yeah. I actually had a moment like that. You shot but, your eye out? No, close. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, um, my, my sister, uh, she got me a machete. I've told you this. She got me a machete for Christmas and everything. Well, it's a sword. Yeah. You like swords. Yeah. Swords, not machetes. It's a Puerto Rican sword. (laughs) Anyway. Wouldn't it be like a sharpened, like toothbrush? No, it would be a machete. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. So I was like, this is random, but okay. Um, (laughs) go ahead. I figured like home security or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, so I remember I'm trying it out and everything. I'm looking at it and. I accidentally like, you know, I was looking at the other, I was like trying to look for like the sheath, but I tapped my finger on it and it already cut it. And oh, a bro, bu- machetes are sharp, dude. You gotta watch out. Yeah. And, and it didn't cut like my whole finger off, of yeah, course, yeah. and everything, but like it, it bled a lot. I was like, oh shit. It didn't hurt. I just see a lot of blood. Well, it's a good thing your mother's a nurse. No, I didn't let her know because oh. I knew that she was going to, you know, yell at my sister for, and everything. <laughs> you almost killed your brother. Right, right. <laughs> so I just told her like, oh, I cut myself cooking. I was cutting like, I should have told her I cut myself shaving. Really right like, why are you shaving your knuckles <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't you shave <laughs> right and so uh, but no like i um you know I, so i just like you know patch myself up and everything right. i stopped the bleeding mm-hmm. and everything so but yeah christmas story is just that movie yeah, it's that christmas you, movie you hurt you hurting yourself with your own toy or yeah. whatever and everything well and everybody's happens. always wanted that one mm-hmm. like between that one and jingle all the way i think christmas story did it better yeah but it, because it shows that every kid you know, every kid can relate to that. Cause mm-hmm. like when I was a kid, I wanted an evil Knievel stunt cycle, mm-hmm. like the wind up stunt cycle. That's yeah. all I wanted. I mm-hmm. didn't care about anything else, yeah. you know? And I finally got it. And it was like, ha, ah, I was like, the heavens opened up, right. you know? It was so, and so every kid has that, you know? Mine was Mar- Super Mario Brothers 3. And um, I was in kindergarten at the time, but I wanted that kindergarten. Game. Yep, that. And you were just graduating high school. Shut your fucking mouth! What? <laughs> How Go dare you for being? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> no, I remember like that was the game that I wanted because it was like the hype behind it was right. huge. 
Uh, but it actually, you just unlock the core Christmas memory. Yeah, that's the one so, he becomes. A, he becomes a raccoon. He becomes a raccoon, a, a yeah. tanuki, and other forms like the frog and everything. Right. So, um, so I was living in Murphy Canyon at the time, and um, Murphy Canyon, like you know, as um, as a lot of people don't know, is like a um, a naval um, neighborhood because like a lot of naval officers, like you know, their them and their families would like live there and everything right. during their service, and so they did a lot of cool stuff for like during like the holidays and everything. Yeah. So I remember. One night, um, I was up in my room, and my dad yells, "Jay, come downstairs!" Mm-hmm. So I come downstairs, and boom, there's Santa Claus, and uh, you know I'm in shock. Like, are, is that really Santa? Like, oh my god, holy shit! Like, yeah. oh man, I didn't fix my hair or anything. So, um, so he asked me, "So, little boy, what would you like for Christmas?" And in my little kid voice, I'm like, "I want Mario Brothers." Three and like I would put up my my um my hand with mm. like the three fingers up and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. You know how kids would be like I'm yeah, this tell many. Yeah, you the age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did that. Mario Brothers three and everything. And it's like okay, I'll see what I can do. Christmas um Christmas morning, wake up and what's in my stocking? Mario Brothers three and there I played go. the hell out of that game. There you go. So that was my Red Rider BB gun. There you go. That was your yeah. Red Rider BB gun. Yep. So what's your next one? So my next one is uh, Home Alone, and I'm gonna actually put in. I'm gonna cheat a little. Both one and two. Well, yeah, you gotta do. Well, honestly, there was only a pro- there was only one problem with number two. Mm. You know, no, you bro- know. no black people in New York. No, no, uh, well, Rica- no, no. Uh, Hispanics in New York. Well, no, fucking Donald Trump. Oh yeah, which by the way. In Disney Plus, they edit that scene out. Shut up. They did. <laughs> well, if you have a fucking white supremacist in oh. a in a in a movie, you might want to like you know so, show that. So what out. do they call it? It's Home Alone Two: The Ultimate Awesome Edition. Right. Home Alone <laughs> with you know the uh, without the bigotry. He goes Home Alone Two yeah. now free of racism. Right. <laughs> anyway, no, you were saying. But yeah, so um, I remember the Home Alone movies because like Macaulay Culkin was the kid. Like we yeah. all wanted to be. Kevin McAllister be to be like, you know, to like uh, be that resourceful to have the whole house to ourselves and everything, but also to beat up, you know, yeah. Joe Pesci and well, Daniel Stern. Don't and lie, you always want to you, you also wanted to say Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. That too. Yeah. yeah. And also those they made pizza look so good. I don't know what the type of pizza that they had in those movies, but they look <laughs> But Always I mean, so, felt like so. So, so well, the, well, the, Home Alone and Home Alone Two. Yeah, well, because like the reason I have those both because well, one I couldn't choose between those two, but right. also they were interchangeable. Let's face it, like Home Alone Two was the first Home Alone, but in New York it was a bit formulaic. Yeah. yeah, but you look at you look back at those movies and you do sympathize with Kevin. Like his family were dicks and everything, and for some and they, especially his cousins. When, his whooped ass, oh yeah, but his his uncle Frank was a piece of shit. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. you know what's funny is that the the internet has called out Uncle Frank for being a cheapskate. Yeah. And also, it's like okay, listen, his brother, um, Kevin's dad, yeah. is funding this entire trip yeah. to fucking France. Yeah. Um, oh, he was a mooch. He was definitely a mooch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And said, oh, like when he takes the pizzas and everything, he mm-hmm. tells the pizza guy, oh, my brother will handle it. I was like, you yeah, motherfucker. motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's like, I'm, I'm letting you stay in my house. Right. I'm taking you to France. I'm taking not only you, but your, but your, your wife kids. and your dumbass, your fucking wiener kids, <laughs> the one that pees the bed, the one played a bear by Karen Culkin. Oh, with the, was it uh, oh, the Pepsi Fuller. kid? Fuller. The Fuller, yeah. Oh, he was the that's Coke a, kid. That's enough, pe- yeah, that's enough Coke, Fuller. No, yeah, it was yeah. Pepsi. 
was that's it Pepsi? A, it was Pepsi. I'm pretty sure it was no, Coke. No, no, it was Pepsi. Yeah. He goes, not a, that's enough Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. We already have and the rubber sheets packed. And he just looks at him. <laughs> He's like, yeah, if you, don't, if you don't shape up, Kevin, you'll be sleeping with Fuller. Yeah, with <laughs> And me. he just looks at him. He said, like, he's going to pee on you. <laughs> <laughs> you little fucking little weirdo. <laughs> he goes, oh, <laughs> he, he definitely a Trump supporter. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he totally is. But you know who does not get enough credit was Aunt Leslie? Like Uncle Frank's wife, yeah. Because like she was like the one out of the extended family that was actually really respectful to Kevin. Yeah. But she was also the one to like tell Frank to shut the fuck up when he yeah. was laughing at Kevin because Kevin was singing his like his like um his solo during the Christmas performance yeah. and his dickhead brother Buzz. Yeah. And I can sympathize because I have a shithead brother too. Um, Dude, that kid was such a chud. He was, <laughs> and he would always gaslight the family. Yep. But what I loved about, and looking back on it, what I loved about Kevin was that he always stood up for himself. Yeah, he told his family, "You guys are idiots." Like yep. he humiliated me, and because he did like this little like crocodile tear thing, yep. you all fall for it. Oh, and I loved that he called like uh, Uncle Frank a cheapskate. I love. Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes that makes me laugh is when mm. he finds a picture of the girl. He goes. Buzz, that's your girlfriend? Woof. Which is actually the director's son in <laughs> oh a wig. Because what, what, what they wanted to be said, they, didn't, they knew that how, if they were use a, an a actress, girl, yeah. it would like scar them look and like, everything. Look like Brock Lesnar's daughter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but no, but what, but wait, what gave Home Alone 2 the edge mm. was like, there were a lot of great scenes. Um, when he goes to like the scenes with Tim Curry, yeah. Rob Schneider, that was just fucking oh, yeah. awesome. Um, when he goes to FAO Schwartz. Now, I went to FAO Schwartz for the first time when my girlfriend and I went to New York yeah. last summer. And it that's was, a rich man's toy store. Oh, it totally was. Yeah. And I felt like Kevin walking in there and everything. Yeah. And like the scenes with him and um, I forgot who plays him, but it was. Um, Mr. Wally World from from Vic- oh, yeah, National yeah. Lampoon's yeah, Vacation. Yeah, yeah. I love the scenes with them and everything with like you know the turtle doves. Wait, you didn't uh, like the you didn't like the pigeon lady? Oh, that was actually my next part. I <laughs> love the pigeon lady, yeah. but also the scenes with the pigeon lady as well as the scenes with the old man and everything. Like right. Kevin McAllister doesn't get enough credit for being like wise beyond his years. Yep, but. Bro, the, in yeah. in real New York, he would have mm. been he would have been on the street for like half an hour, being children's services. I'm <laughs> saying, like any, any but no, you know what's great was that the resourcefulness for yeah. like Kevin be using his um his uh what do you call it his talk uh his walk what was it? there was a name for it like I don't know. Ta- it was a recorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was like my, this is this is Peter McAllister, the father. I like the the way he the said father. like the father, yeah. like because they would know who you are in your family. Yeah. Um, but no, I like he, he was able to get like really that dope suite and mm-hmm. everything. Um, but he was able to live a lot of, it fantasies. was a kid's fantasy. It was a kid's fantasy. Yeah. yeah. I it, got he, my family and I, I got everything else. He was the Tony Montana for kids <laughs> as in he was able to live that fantasy that all kids wanted. Like yeah. how, like a lot of adults want to live that fantasy that, yeah. Tony you know what, Montana, you, yeah. you know, you know what movie, you know, what movie, uh, tried to be home alone like that, but the, the, mm. yeah. Um, blank check. Yeah. Yeah, kind of true. I was about to say, like, the sequels. No, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my next one, dude, has me, um, and I'm going to, bro, I want to talk about Deep Cut. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of this one, Mm. and probably a lot of people haven't. It's called Babes in Toyland. With Keanu Reeves? No, no, no. Babes in Toyland, a.k.a. March of the Wooden Soldiers with Laurel and Hardy. Oh, I was about to say, because they made a remake of that. No, this was back in the day with Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. it's 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 uh they play the it's it's a very like fictionalized like world and all that shit mm-hmm. but it's just fucking great and it's so funny because 
the uh, the this guy who's evil. He wants to marry the young, beautiful girl, and uh, but she's in love with this handsome prince dude. Mm-hmm. So he he vows his revenge and he makes a, a deal with these boogeymen that live on an island mm-hmm. to go invade Toyland. Oh wow! Uh, and Laurel and Hardy have to defend. Toyland with all with the prince and all this and it's fucking great and it's hilarious because Laura and Hardy mm-hmm. Laura and Hardy were fucking uh, I mean they're underrated everybody thinks, yeah. everybody remembers Abbott and Costello everybody mm-hmm. remembers the Three Stooges mm-hmm. they are icons Laura and Hardy but not at the same level as the other two mm-hmm. and that movie's just fucking great with them it's just awesome yeah. and, and it reminds me of my childhood because back uh, then uh, during Christmas time, mm. the local affiliate stations and the local, uh, well, it was one, it was a local, uh, what do they call that, syndicated station called the WPIX Channel 11 in New York. Mm. And they would play that movie every year at Christmas. And I watched the shit out of that. I assume that that station had like that, like WNBC no, type of, no, was type w- of like call yeah, and everything. WPIX yeah. Channel 11. No, it was all the stations in New York start with a W. I think yeah. most fucking stations start with a W. Mm. But yeah, no, that one was uh, WPIX. That's where they used to play the. Uh, uh, that's why I first started watching Star Trek at eleven o'clock at night. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was one of my. That has to be one of my favorites. March that, of the Wooden Soldiers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. That, was that your uh, your last one? Or? No, no. Oh, got one more. Okay. okay. I think I, I think I got one more, and uh, yeah. that is the uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas with uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, see, I was trying to choose between. Honestly, I'm going to save the the TV special for a TV special episode. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, I think the original. Yeah. And the the Jim Carrey one. Yeah. Go. Like equal, yeah, they're, they're right there tied with each See, other. See, what I loved about the movie, about the live action movie, yeah. was that it it delved into the Grinch's past, like yeah. why he did not like Christmas. And so, and right, this, it just it, didn't make him an asshole that didn't like Christmas. Right, right. Yeah. It, it, see, it was like it was. They gave him the wicked treatment. It was maleficent before Malefic- maleficent was maleficent, and it was and it was wicked before wicked. wicked yeah. yeah. So, um, the scene, because uh, like the Grinch was such a sympathetic uh, character, right? Um, especially when he was a kid and everything. And so, the st- the background, of the story that they showed was that when in uh, when he was a kid, he was in fact, you know, he loved Martha May Hoover. Um, who was a girl in his class? Huvier. Huvier, yeah. Oh, because of the whole Bouvier, Jackie yeah. O, and everything. Yeah. Um, but you know who always gave him shit was uh, a classmate, Augustus Mayhu. Yeah. You know. Uh, oh, and oh, by the way, um, the Huvier was played by uh, Chrissy Berinsky, who is yeah. always divine. Yeah. She, and uh, and uh, she uh, almost uh, didn't need the fake nose. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, Augustus was played by uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Who always play, who's always great at playing so assholes, so but he's always great at yeah, playing like assholes. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, or um, yeah. So anyway, um, so not curb your enthusiasm. Uh, Arrested development. Arrested development. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so the scene when Grinch was a kid, he made an angel for Martha as a gift, and then uh, which he, was very resourceful. He it did was it, yeah. yeah, and then um, so um. He tried to shave his face because he had like the hair, the Grinch hair and everything, but he kept cutting himself. So that was like so relatable. Like when you're a kid learning to shave for the first time. Yeah. And you when cut you want, well, and that when you make your little stupid present to try to impress the little girl. you Right. Like and you're trying to make yourself yeah. presentable. Like I've been there. You've been there. Yep. Like we've we've all been there trying to impress like the girl in our class that we have a crush on. Yep. Uh, so, however, um, the scene where the bully, the teacher and the rest of the class they yeah even they, the they, teacher what yeah a bitch. they all laughed at him they all yep. fucking like and he goes ape shit he loses hemp temper he fucking 
bench yeah. uh, bench presses a Christmas tree yeah. and he goes all crazy out and everything and then he flees to Mount Crumpet. Yep. And so that whole scene made me feel so bad for him. It made yep. me love the Grinch even more. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna how is it how is it that people like to say? Yeah. I'm gonna quote unquote ruin their childhood. Mm. There's a swinger party in there. Oh, in the in, in the, the Grinch. Grinch movie? Yeah. yeah. There's a swinger party. They they did allude to that. No, they did. They, yeah. they were putting their keys in a bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, but like the whole key party thing—that was a '70s thing, so that would go way over. Oh yeah, some kids the, the, like the yeah. like the 2000 audiences' yeah. heads and everything. No, but and the reason and uh, was my girlfriend tried to justify. She goes, "No, mm. that was just you know they don't want them driving home." I said, "No, no, because they, they live in a fuck. town. They live in a town where everybody can walk everywhere, right? Like, Come on, <laughs> oh, they were they were getting their Grinch on. <laughs> I was like, yeah, their who their Whoville and, on. And then uh, George was in there. Uh, wait, 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 Jason Alexander? No, not George. Uh, fucking uh, the, the dad, Cindy, Cindy Lou Who's father. Wasn't it George? His name was George. Um, I knew. Oh no, Molly Shannon was was Cindy Lou Who's mother. Oh, I get it, but I'm saying the guy. No, no, not the actor. Her dad's name was George, I think. Um. Yeah, the mailman. The mailman. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, there's just some iconic. Yeah. There's some iconic. Oh, scenes Taylor Mums, uh, Taylor, Taylor Mumpson was Cindy Lou Who yeah. before Gossip Girl. Before you know, pretty her reckless. Pretty reckless. She yeah. was Cindy Lou Who. Dude, that great scene in the mail in the, in the mm. post office was hilarious. Yeah, You're the da 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 da, 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 da Grinch. Let me tell you, Jim Carrey crushed it. Oh, he's like, <laughs> he goes, "Hey, can I use your finger, Max?" Give me a bow. <laughs> but no, let me let me tell you, George, like uh, Jim Carrey, he, he just crushed it. He made like, the whole he, movie. He yeah. he did, yeah. he made the whole movie. Like his whole performance. Like what made what makes Jim Carrey one of the like, greatest of all time is just like he's a human rubber band. Yeah. Like, no, he's human silly putty. Like <laughs> it, he can form his yeah. face to look like the character that he's like um, yeah. mimicking. Yeah, it's just it was so great. Yeah, he's but, the, but like, he's looking through the book. He goes, yeah. hate hate hate. But also like the production value. Like they made Dr. Seuss's book come alive. Like they every like uh, the um all like the makeup, the costumes, everything. It only did one bad thing. mm. It made Hollywood think that then they could make every Doctor Seuss. Yeah, because because of that we got Cat Cat in the Hat, hat, and that was awful. I love Mike Myers, but that movie, yeah, (laughs) but but no, it was a great movie. It was a great origin story. Yeah, um, but also like at the end of it, you just want to give the Grinch a hug. Yeah, especially when he was a kid, like when he was just like he said, "I hate everything." Like put him in the chair, 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 chair. You don't want to do about a chair, chair, right? Because like you know. Honestly, yeah, like, no, I gotta go watch yeah. that. Because honestly, like the Grinch as a kid when he was trying to give his crush like the cr- the gift and everything, yep. that that resoluted with me. Like I was there. Like I was, you know, giving my crush like like a it was a drawing actually. Yep. Like I drew like a um, like a Street Fighter character for her and everything. Mm-hmm. She wasn't into Street Fighter. I figured like just like flex like my artistic muscle right. and everything. So that whole like awkwardness of like giving uh, it to her, yeah. yeah. Careful. <laughs> you didn't wild the way you said it. <laughs> You're stupid. Okay. Oh, Mr. Um, Anita? Huh? Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, that's... Uh, you yeah. needed something. Yeah. Uh, so me, last one, we talked about it already, so I'm just going to name it. It's Die Hard. It has yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. You know, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. People don't want to think it is. And people are like, oh, see, Bruce Willis himself said it. I don't care what he said. Just because right. he starred in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I don't mean shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> But anyway... That one, there's some ones, real quick, and we'll close out with this. There's mm. some ones where I think, honestly, in my opinion, are kind of overrated. Mm. Um, well, one, Christmas Vacation. 
I think it's so I liked overrated. It. I, I dug it. I just think it's overrated. Honestly, though. I liked it because there was a lot of like um, relatable moments yeah. with there, like with your family and everything that you have, um, you know, the uh, with the dinner, uh, with the lights, especially with like the lights yep. and everything. Well, I mean, there's so many more we can get into. There's the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Yeah. They're Scrooged. Yeah. With a with a what's his name? Bill, oh, Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. Yeah, that one's really good. The Muppets Christmas Carol is fucking great. So I think honestly, I think we should have a part two of favorite Christmas yep. movies because honestly, this only scrapes like yep. the surface. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll close out with this. Yeah. And you got two minutes. You got two uh, thirty seconds to think about it. Mm. Your favorite Christmas present you ever got, and your least favorite you ever got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got gotcha you on that one. one. Honestly. We'll come on, no, 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 that. Come, come, come on, come dude, on, dude. That is, dude. I've had dude, a lot of. You you don't have one Christmas present that you just think automatically favorite one you ever got. They were all badass though, man. <laughs> I mean, like as far as like you know, um, uh, I got a lava lamp. That was like like one of my uh, worst ones because like I'm not into lava lamps and like. <laughs> who? Give, I don't even know. Don't don't name them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, who would give you a lava lamp? Right, right. Oh, but, you're, you're a teenager. You'll like this. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It was long ago, but like, was, I, I appreciated it. He's like, oh, hold on. Let me put this next to my doobies. Right. <laughs> uh, I'll put but it next to my blacklight poster. Okay. I can't name like, okay, you know what? Actually, yeah, I do have one. So a uh, favorite Christmas gift and everything. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Um, but this was um, Christmas in 96. This was the action figure era. Like all my Christmas gifts mm -hmm. were action figures. And this is like when uh, Toy Biz was making all like the X-Men Marvel figures. Right, right. So I got a ton of them. But my favorite figure was the Xena action figure, which was Xena? rare to find. Yep. Because like Toy Biz actually made the Hercules and Xena yeah, figures. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. So here's, here's a funny story with that Xena figure. Did you have the one without the underwear? Actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Oh, okay. Okay. So it did have underwear. Like it had like, you know... The bra and panties yeah, like, yeah, case, uh, yeah. painted on. Mm -hmm. But so her armor was removable. I didn't know that. Like I'm looking at the figure and everything. And all of a sudden, like, I you take, take this, it off. Yeah. yeah. My mom was like, what did you get him? Like, it's blah, 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 and everything. So I still kept the figure and everything. Yeah. However, the next Xena figure that uh, that um, mm -hmm. was, that um, came out, yeah. it was the, uh, I think it was like a, one of her like, disguises. Yeah. But you could remove the dress, mm -hmm. but it's a one piece oh. because... It was weird. During that time, a one-piece bathing suit is family-friendly, yeah. but a two-piece is lewd. Yeah. 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 He, goes, no, you, he goes, Mom, at least I didn't put music on while I was doing it. Yeah. Again, she's stripping. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for me, honestly, it's a tie between the best one ever was between the Evil Knievel stunt cycle I told you before mm -hmm. and the very first RC racetrack I ever got. Mm. I've looked everywhere for RC racetracks now because I would just want one for nostalgia's sake to give mm -hmm. it to my grandson. Mm. But they're they're almost impossible to find. Mm -hmm. You know which ones I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little RC cars that were yeah. like you plug into the wall and you can race them around the track. Yeah, yeah. I had one. And my favorite one that I had was it was a construction one. Like it was trucks. And you could back the truck up. This is the first one you could ever back up. Mm -hmm. You could back the truck up and this this, this thing would drop uh, pipes into it. Mm -hmm. And then you could drive off. And it was so fucking cool. And that was my favorite one. Right on. My least favorite one? Uh, fuck. Uh, I would say, that, you know, my mother passing, but that's just too morbid. <laughs> uh, um, no. Uh, damn it, man. The least favorite one I ever got, I honestly has to say that one Christmas when I started getting to like uh, the pubic year, the puberty years, pubic years. Yeah, I was, no, I was oh, you do, pubic you, you do get I mean, pubic you, yeah, hair. So that worked. That's, no, yeah. the puberty years, yeah. I got 
socks and a sweater. And I was like, oh, wow. Thanks. Yeah, those those are the type of gifts where they really didn't put any thought into no. it. They were desperate, like uh, I can't think of anything for him. Uh, let's just get him this socks. Christmas Story tapped into that. Yep. they tapped into those bad, like you know, sock presents and everything. It's like motherfucker, I, I got socks. Yep, I could get socks all the time. Yeah, but uh, but no, honestly, I think. I think this could be another episode as well is like, cause like there's a ton of gifts like I could think of that were my favorite and everything. And actually honestly, a ton of like, you know, Christmas morning memories, I would say. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Like honestly, uh, yeah, that, that, that definitely could be its own episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, but anyway, that is that. And we hope here from the minorities report from Jay Shell and myself, mm-hmm. uh, from Mr. Hand and Jorge and, Angel and all of our other time to time correspondents. And Sammy. And Sammy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Edible Ed. Is it Edible Ed or Ed Edibles? What, what yeah. is it? uh, it's weird. Ed, I was like, Ed, Edible Ed, Ed means Ed. you could eat him, but then you say Ed Edible, that means he probably sells a pot. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so we want to wish you a joyous and happy holidays. Uh, we hope that you enjoy the time with your family uh, and enjoy the presents that you get, and hopefully you get something good. Mm. remember to follow us on social media we are at the minorities report on all of our social media and we also have a backup account on tiktok and the minorities report 2.0 go ahead and drop us a message on any of those uh let us know if there's anything you want to talk to well you want us to talk about and let us know how we're doing we will see ya ho 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 who's a ho Ah. (laughs) (laughs) you know what